So just like your podcast, we just roll. All right. There are no rules to swim out of the box. Wow. So you can say whatever you want. You have to live with the consequences of saying whatever you want. All right. <laughs> but welcome to Swim Out of the Box. This is Dan Lesniak. Dan Lesniak is one of my clients. I mostly one of my favorite clients, but I don't want you to get a big head. Ooh. So one of my clients who is one of the most, I think, uh, ambitious people that I know and also finds time to consistently train for Ironmans. So Dan, welcome. Glad to be on the show. Good. Give us a little bit of uh, background, please, about yourself. Yeah, so I am a husband, father of three uh, children, father of uh, multiple businesses as well, <laughs> so lots of, lots of children. Yeah. And I am also a triathlon athlete. I've done six Ironmans, six nice. full distance ones, six halves. I've done a 50-mile ultra marathon. Started a uh, in, in real estate about eight years ago. Became one of the top selling agents in the DMV area. My wife and I then combined forces and have built a very very large team. We'll sell uh, over five hundred million this year. Wow! And a couple years ago, I wrote a book about my first year in real estate. I sold over twenty two million dollars in my first year, which Damn. I've never met anyone to this day who's done that. Not saying to brag, although I kind of am. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I wrote a book about that. Uh, the hyper local, hyper fast real estate agent got, and I was just doing it to tell my story. And I got a ton of uh, feedback, ton of requests for coaching. So a couple years ago, Carrie and I launched a coaching company, hyperfastagent.com. And by the way, if you want to get tips from that book, uh, I give out a hundred of the tips uh, at hyperfasttips.com. There you go. You can download them instantly. And so that's two of our businesses. The third is our development business, which uh, you and I have always talked a little bit about, but yep. we've got uh, about 12 projects in the works right now, just over a wow. hundred doors coming, condo developments primarily in DC in the wow. next 12 months. So that's getting really big. And, and we have investors that you know put money into those projects. So we've got those, those are our three primary businesses and, and um, Cool. You know, balancing that between trying to trying to get faster in the pool and, <laughs> and train also all family. That's yeah. I mean, you've got a lot on your plate. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, uh, we were talking about goal setting and trying to take a different look at goal setting. Um, and one of the things that we were talking about was a not to do list on that podcast. And then one of my other clients emailed me, was telling me about how she sets goals. And we kind of were talking about it. And we're like, oh, it'd be really interesting to talk to all of our guests about how they set goals. And you would be a great candidate for that question because clearly you have set some goals and either missed the mark or obviously made the mark on some of them. So how do, what is the process for you for setting a goal? Whether I, it's yeah. business or athletic. I do them, I do them uh, once a year. But then I, and the once a year at the end of the year, and I usually start in Q3 because if you, and for our team, we actually start in Q2. Okay. But um, I can get into, into that more later why we do that. But I, by the, you know, going into the year, I want to have all my goals for that year plus an updated five-year goal plan. Okay. And I'm going to hit all areas, business, fitness, financial, personal relationship, uh, you know, community. I, I try to hit everything. And, and, um, how long does that process take? 
the whole quarter no a week no a I month can, no it doesn't yeah you can get a done day? a weekend or a so day a couple yeah. of days you kind of lay out your what you want to see happen next year yep and then i break it down quarterly i have a journal okay and i i look at this journal every morning and i'm tracking cool things you know and and i know we can talk about business or our athletics and all that but i'll i'll track down to like family like i want to have one of one of mine this year is three times a week i want to be at home between five and eight mm-hmm. with like not and not be on my cell phone at all right 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 so that's like so that can be present when i'm present around the kids and family so and i'll actually like mark down for the week how many times i've right i've done that that's just like one small little example because I, I find uh setting goals is great but you need to track yeah and monitor tracking. and you need to increase the frequency that you track and monitor because if, if you check in once a year like a lot of people do right you could have a bad year you check in once a month like a lot of businesses do with their mm-hmm. PL and whatnot you could have a bad month if you start getting down to where you can check in weekly or daily or, or even more frequently yeah like you're going to reduce the time that you spend in the wrong direction. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. And, and stay on track, stay on course. So just because I'm curious, you get to look at this sort of journal notebook daily, right? What does that look like for you schedule-wise? Do you wake up at X time and go, okay, I'm going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to have a cup of coffee. I'm going to sit down and look at my journal. Then I'm going to go do the things for the day. Or do you, what's your approach? Just yeah. Curious. So I, I used to be uh, like between five and six on my wake ups, but I just found I didn't, that didn't leave me enough time to do all that I wanted to do. Okay. And um, getting up at five or six, I, c- I could get away with like going to bed at like midnight. But then what I started to find, <laughs> You're insane, I, but okay. I don't need, I don't need a ton of sleep. Five. I'm like, okay. Six. I'm like, my six is probably like most people's 10. Nice. But, um, but I think more people could get, get there. I think it's just programming. Probably um, a little bit. But I, what I found was I wasn't as effective that last hour or two at night. Right. So I decided to start getting up this year. I've been getting up at 4 a.m. Okay. And I've been way more effective. Why? Uh, well, I, I, I'm trying to understand yeah, why. I try to squeeze less in at night. Like I still, the kids, oh. the kids, the kids are usually down by eight and putting them down to like putting them down to bed actually like makes you tired because, yeah, <laughs> because you're like, you know, you're off your like screens and there's all this technology about like, or studies on, on technology, like keeping you yeah. up, right? Like fucking up your cycle. Yeah. Are we allowed to curse on this? I said there's no rules. Okay. So um, <laughs> if I'm not, I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> you are allowed. I prefer it. So just just like having dinner and playing with them and then getting in bed, not being on technology almost like gets you like really, really tired. And then I found I was like fighting to like work more again. So I, I now, you know, at, at eight o'clock, I put them down and I'll, I'll try to do like 30 minutes to an hour of work more. Okay. Like I try to put a limit on it and then I kind of wrap that up by reviewing how the day went, writing down what I didn't get done, writing down what I need to get done tomorrow and, and deciding if, okay, if I didn't get done, is that because it's not important anymore or do I need to right. revisit it or, you know, what happened? And 
I try to like be in bed by ten. Okay. And up by four. Whew. That's that gives me six though, but I feel great on six. Like I really do. That's impressive. It really and, is. Um, so so I've been getting up at four. I will make my coffee. I put MCT oil in nice. it. Okay. I I have amino acids as well, and I I go upstairs to my loft, like at this office, and I, I sit in my Normatec boots. Nice. Drink my coffee. <laughs> nice. And I read. Right now, I'm reading uh, The Road Less Stupid. It's a business book by <laughs> Keith Cunningham. I'll have to I'll, check that out. But I've, I've read three or four books already this year, and uh, that's wow. the one I'm reading now. I'll do that for about 30 minutes. Then I'll review my, get to my journal, review the goals, um, review what I need to do for the day. Nice. I'll crank out two or three marketing emails to different lists. So I've got a real estate list. I've got a real estate agent list. I've got agents that I want to recruit list. I've got investor lists. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit at least two, sometimes three of those with marketing emails. I will create some social media content and then my goal is to be doing my first workout starting sometime between 5 30 and 6 a.m yep and depending on what it is it, you know it might be an hour it might be two on a longer day right um but the goal is that you know my kids like to sleep in which is good my my goal is that i get to spend 30 minutes to an hour with them when they're waking up or whatever so would you say then for you a big priority in your life is having a very regimented schedule it helps right? yeah. yeah i mean you you seem very schedule oriented like I, I need to hit these marks sort of every day at these hours so that i can get the things done that i want to get done and live the life that i want to live right that's what it sounds like so um where did that come from where did that discipline come from because i think a lot of people hear that and don't a believe it or wonder how they can get it you know what i mean yeah i think i've always had it it was it was probably beaten into me by my my parents specific probably more my mom because she was very disciplined very regimented like very like you're gonna do this then this then this like kind of the you know you know I, I say it lovingly but that was like an old school method of like right you're gonna work hard in school so you can get into a better school so you can get to a good job and blah 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 and like that, that, that can be good and bad. I think it's bad because it creates this false sense of expectation that can lead to letdown. But for me, it created extreme discipline. I went to the Naval Academy mm -hmm. and that only reinforced it more. Yes. Now, well, there's, there's an interesting, I think, thought out there and that, that, is, that is people that join the military, are they joining the military and then gaining discipline? Or are it, is it disciplined people that end up joining the military? It's an interesting thought. It sounds like you were already disciplined before you joined the military. Yeah, there's probably some of both. It's um, got to be a little bit of crossover. Yeah, for sure. But I, I just what what where did you grow up? Where was the atmosphere? Florida, right? Yeah, South Florida mostly. I was there since age five. Okay, uh, I I get really interested in where people come from and how like you had mentioned. Well, your parents kind of instilled that that discipline in you. What was it that your mom? did at the time like why was she so disciplined i'm like trying to get down this rabbit hole or this wormhole yeah. like, where does this come from because i listen to, I to you say these things and it's like on a really good week i might be able to pull that off 
but it's, I never do a great job of maintaining it. I always fail. Like, I need to be much better and probably closer to what you talk about when you're talking, like, I wake up at this time, I do this and I do this, and then I make sure at the end of the night I have X amount of time to unwind and read, right? I think a majority of people listening to this podcast or a majority of people in the world want that discipline, but find so many easy ways to convince themselves they don't need to do those things. Yeah, I've heard other, like, I've had other people along the way help as well. So, like, one of the things I learned from Tony Robbins is this this process of attaching the long-term results to your short-term decisions. So, like, sleeping in nice one day is not going to screw you up. Right. Right? Eating a bad meal is not going to make you gain 10 pounds overnight. Right. Like, Watching Netflix for five hours, you know, one night is not going to like make you do bad in school or lose out on business opportunities or, you know, be disconnected from your family or. or, Right. uh, But it's the consequence of doing those actions repetitively. So you have to go through a process in your mind where you attach the. The, the results of your short-term decisions mentally and emotionally to your long-term results and really bring that in. So play out in your mind, like, what would my life be like in a year, five, ten years, and really picture it and feel it if I continued to sleep in or not do the work or watch all these shows, like, right? And then what would it be like if I got up early, if I created a new business plan, if I made a new marketing plan, if I right. spent more time with a loved one, right? What would that look like? And it's it's really funny you mentioned that because the last podcast we did, I brought up this idea of if you have a problem with procrastination, one of the things you can do is think about would yourself tomorrow be disappointed in your choices today? It's the same concept. Would yourself in five years from now or a year from now support the idea that every night for five hours you watch Netflix? I would say the future self in a year probably should would, would say you shouldn't do that. But your current self is like gives you those excuses like, oh, you had a hard day. Just go ahead and relax. Yeah, no, you know? I'm not judging it, by the way. Like if yeah. you wanna if you wanna watch forty Absolutely. hours of Netflix a week and and you'll you're fine with that, that's that's okay. Just right. don't complain later on when you don't get the results either in finance or job or fitness or relationship that you want. But right. but but again, I'm not I'm not judging it. It's okay. You as long as that's to, actually what you want. Yeah, just be be intentional about that choice. Don't don't go watch it because subconsciously that's just you know what you decided to do like make an intentional right choice that that's what you want in your life yeah and, and be, be okay with it be truthful to yourself if it's not what you actually want don't convince yourself no this is the life that i want i'm okay with just being mediocre i'm okay with just being whatever if you are and i know there are people that look at ambitious people and go why bother right i know that's the case but don't convince yourself that you're not ambitious just because it's easier to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. So that's very uh, poignant perspective. Um, changing gears subtly, I'm curious 
to hear from you about your experience with me as a coach uh, for selfish purposes. I want to know how I have either negatively or positively, and you can tell me the truth, affected your training or your swimming either. I'm just very curious. Put you on the spot here a little bit. Yeah. Well, my, my times have been improving. Usually I've, I've had uh, some variations based on fitness level, but overall my, my times have gone down. You know, I know you are sometimes affectionately known as the seconds chaser. saver yeah, because the second there's, there's only, you know, in the Ironman uh, distance or, or in any triathlon distance, really that there's a little bit of time you can save on the swim compared to the bike and the, right. and the run, but the, the bike and the run, it's really, I'm not going to say there's no technique, but it's way less, a lot less. And it's, you'll, yeah. you'll usually just get the, the time there by putting in the, the work. I think the swim right. is a lot more technical and, you know, we, I think we like I to think, describe it as a higher skill acquisition. Right? Yeah. All right. There's a higher skill to learn to swimming versus running where there's a lower skill acquisition. Same with cycling, especially with cycling. Very low skill acquisition. Yeah, with I've, cycling. I've gone from uh, like 125, six Ironman to, to down to 110, looking to get under an hour still. But it's just it gets, this 2020. We're getting you under an hour. All right. Just make sure it's downstream. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the. Cozumel or, or maybe Chattanooga both have like kind of one way downstream yeah. one. So Chattanooga for sure. <laughs> that's that's the one you want. That'll get you under an hour for sure. You'll be able to go under an hour there. Um, but would you would you say that at moments with additional coaching? Because I'm assuming you have a tri coach or do you do everything yeah. by yourself? You do have a tri coach. Yep. See, I didn't I didn't even know that. And for most of my clients, I know they have tri coaches because they will come to me and say, my tri coach disagrees with X or my tri coach doesn't want me doing this thing. All right. But you actually never really mentioned your tri coach to me, except maybe when we first started. It's been yeah, a while. Hector, Hector Torres down in or he's out of Orlando. So he, he does it all through the app training peak. So I. OK. Um, you know, he. My, my watch uploads the results and he, he can see the times and the heart rate and all that kind of stuff. Um, less, you know, on, on the swim, he can, I think it can see like the strokes per minute and some, right. some other things. There's, there's right. less data, but he's not physically here. So I think it makes it you easier. Know, I see him two or three times a year. And, um, so he's he's not able to give me feedback, perhaps like but some of your other. On, I've on, never given you like conflicting information. You, we've never. No, he's never got, said like don't do this drill or don't listen don't, to him. He doesn't know what he's yeah, talking about. Technique is okay. You know, I I know he he uh, he probably shares one thing in common with you that while although he appreciate some of what total immersion teaches he also sure. says come come race day when it's just bodies and arms flying the the ti you know concept of just this nice tranquil whatever <laughs> everything's flow and balance kind of goes out the window when you're racing yeah it's more so. combative at, at the start of the race for sure uh so that's yeah it's interesting because a lot of the times i'm told or asked how a we at Swimbox balance multiple co coaches involved with people. So I was just curious how, 
if I ever put you in a situation where you had to explain something or you felt like we were going to butt heads, your coach and I, or something to that effect, or if I've given you information where you were like, felt like it was detrimental, like it was almost, I have been accused of giving too much information where it could be overwhelming. I don't know if that's ever the case for you, uh, but I was just curious. Some no, of the negative like, positives. you know, I take the lessons that you, you, you give me and when I'm in the pool doing my warm up for my workout, I'll maybe think of it. But then when I get to like the main set, I'm not really thinking of the specific. Good. Nor should you, which by the way, anyone listening, there are times to think about your technique and there's times to think about your pace and there's times to just go. Right. And it's, it is, I think incredibly important for people to get into the mindset that they're going to be in the mindset of on race day. And every single time you go to the pool, you should be practicing that, not just practicing technique or consider practice as a dress rehearsal for every race that you do, whether it's a triathlon or an in-pool race or an open water race. It doesn't really matter. But whenever you practice, when you're running out on a trail, you can be thinking the mindset of this is what it's going to feel like when I'm racing. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom and I'm going to want to stop, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep going. Right. You can convince yourself that that is happening at those moments. It is a skill to be able to do that, but it's part visualization in the moment that you're actually training. Yeah, no, I agree. Like this morning I was in my warm up. I was thinking of, okay, okay, use my catch to, <laughs> nice. to, as the anchor to, to get the, the other hip to start the turn. Nice. Good job. And I was thinking feather out nice. or, you know, earlier. So just, just two things during the warm up, but then I get to the main set because that's what we worked on last week. But then right. I get to the main set and just try and hit the times. And Right. Keep it simple. You've done the thinking work time to turn the brain off and let's see what happens. I've only heard of people having negative effects when they are thinking all the time about every single stroke. Uh, so, so for some of my online clients, I will write in when it's time to think about something and stop thinking time to just swim. So that makes complete sense. Um, anything in particular that you feel like really connected? Like what was it that helped you jump from a one, an hour and 20, by the way, just so we're clear, a one, an hour yeah. and 20 Ironman swim down to close to a 110. I know it wasn't a 110, but we're going to call it a 110. Yeah, no, a lot of it was just overall fitness improved. So okay. my my first Ironman, I was I was out of shape. I was about 20 to 25 pounds heavier. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, my, my big lesson from that really was like you can't outrun a bad diet. So I, True didn't, that. I didn't have the nutrition <laughs> dialed in. And as soon as I got nutrition dialed in, I the weight with my volume of training, the weight just came off in like four or five weeks and it was fast. Yeah. Um, and that, that translated into better times across the board. Okay. And then I just think it was more time in the pool, more, more lessons. I'd never really had lessons before then. So yeah, people are, I think a lot of people are weary of taking lessons. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds remedial in a way. It's like, Oh, I have to go to my swim lesson. But I would say, I'm going to speak for myself here, anything that we talk about is not remedial at all. We get crazy in depth. So I think there is a stigma around like, I'm going to a swim lesson. I'm I'm remedial, you know? But I think there's also something very special about how 
you have figured out the balance between all the work that you do and your family and training for an Ironman. Um, I can't remember the numbers, but there was some statistic a couple of years ago about an overwhelming of, of Ironman competitors end up divorced while training for an Ironman. Oh, really? Yes, because it's so time consuming. <laughs> and if you don't balance your life, you can easily see how right, a significant can, other can, is going to feel get out of neglected. Whack. Yeah. So it's really impressive that you're balancing all these things. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure your family goes to your races almost it's, every time, been right? been to all of them so far. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. That's incredibly we impressive. Fools. I, th- I think another, you know, I have a very, very supportive wife, business partner, Carrie uh, Schulp. So that, that, that is, is vital. Another thing that I think that that helps is like I'm getting a lot of the workouts done before people are awake. So yeah, that um, really it sucks. I think for a lot of people so to that think helps. that way. I wonder. I wonder if someone was more like a night owl, if they can flip that and go. You okay. could. Yeah. No. I. I. Because sometimes I have two workouts in a day, and usually the if the second one will be after kids and, and carry go to bed so wow um the second one's usually shorter like under an hour so um that that helps and another thing that helps too is like i do most of my bike training on the trainer right so i'm um, i'm not gone for like four hours on a long ride so a the trainer's quicker because of four hour rides four hours not four hours and plus drive time minutes, yeah because of traffic and stopping and all that uh but b i can i've like watched my kids i, I don't i don't like to use the term babysit your own kids but right, right. You're, you're spending time with them whether you're they, on a train or not you're still spending time with them yeah like they i got a little bike for Braden, so he'll sit next to me and cool i love that play <laughs> on his trainer bike and and uh Kier, well, they, they've both been down there for as long as three hours before on long rides in the basement with me our eight month or nine month baby he's he's got some work to do um he's got to get on that that bike he's got to get going no i mean just in terms of like if he crawls around yeah he's a very fast crawler now but he's 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 nine months old so he doesn't know what not to avoid like he tried to grab my bike chain the other day oh god (laughs) five fingers um well, I'd, I'd stop before you got that close, but so, so yeah, he's, but he's, if you can find him in the pen, he, he, he gets a little upset, but you, but then I realize, okay, if he cries for five minutes, then he's okay playing in here. So okay. like I'm just, you know, like those little kind of things, you know, help like, like involving the kids. Yeah. Um, sometimes on my easier runs, I'll get the. We've got a single bob and a double bob, so I'll take one or two. I don't know what that kids. means. Uh, the, You're talking to someone without any kids. The bob. This is Bob Company makes this stroller. Okay. Uh, and you, it's a running stroller. Okay. And they've got a single and a double. So if you want a lot of extra weight to push, you put two yeah. of them in there. The single, I'm good. I can run almost normal with the single, but the double, the double's hard. It's got like more suspension, and so. You, Why did you decide that. to get involved in Ironman? Like. You were a runner or cyclist first? I was a runner first. So what was it? You were like, I know I'm going to take up cycling and I'm also going to take up swimming so I can compete in an Ironman. Why did you decide to do that? Yeah, my, my friend who's a realtor out in 
near near Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, signed up to do an Ironman. It was always in the back of my mind, and, and I was like, all right, I'll I'll do it if he's gonna do it, and that was it. Is he still doing them? He did two, I think. Yeah, two fulls and. He he did the fifty mile ultra marathon with me last year. Oh yeah, where was that? Near near Seattle, near okay. Mount Rainier. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And um, yeah, he he just attempted a hundred miler on Orcas Island. I don't think he finished though. But um, it's a long distance yeah, to go. That was oh, it's a tough tough race, tough time of year to to be running there. So, uh, I, but I think he's off into that world now, more trying these hundred mile yeah races. And stuff. I, I mean, just talking to you for this brief amount of time, and we do have a hard out here that we have to end up with, it's kind of dawning on me that one of the things that keeps me pushing is I kind of have remarkable people around me all the time. Like, you are one of them. I I can name probably all my clients who I I can absolutely look to and go, this person is remarkable. I, I, I need to step up my game. Where am I failing that I can't get as organized as as Dan? And I mean, I have people that are just like, man. When I'm, I have a 74 year old who is an amazing swimmer. She's relentless when it comes to swimming. She won't let things stop her. She wants to learn. She wants to get faster. And I look at her and I can't imagine being 74 and being so dedicated to improving something like swimming. You know, it's like, wow. I hope when I'm 74, I have that same resolve. So thank you, basically. Thank you and thank all my clients for, for keeping me motivated. So it's been, it's, it's actually really, really nice. I like what I do. Yeah, no, being around motivational people, being around people that are achieving it at a high level in your industry, outside of your industry, it all helps. Like that's part of why we started our coaching program for real estate agents. Like, yes, we want to help other agents through through our platform, through Hyperfast Agent, but we also get, even more back in return from being yeah. around people that are motivated and right. and and want to you know get from where they are which is a pretty high level for a lot of them to even higher level. Yeah. All right, so let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let everyone know if they have any questions about your training, your coach, your businesses, whatever. Where can they reach you? How can they reach you? Yeah, if you're a realtor or real estate agent in the DMV area, want to learn more about our team, you can go to carryshollcareers.com if you're an agent anywhere want to learn about our training program and and you know or, or events that we do or masterminds you can go to hyperfastagent.com you can email me at info at hyperfastagent.com my personal social media handle for instagram twitter facebook all that is the dan lesniak so you can connect with me there and if you want to download 100 real estate tips and strategies you can go to hyperfasttips.com have you ever met another dan lesniak I've not, but you you went with the Dan Lesniak, so there was no confusion. There's other, yeah. I was trying to like get the same handle on all platforms. Ah, uh, like I got some you. were taken, taken already. Yeah, I think there's a lot in Poland or somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. All right, fair enough. All right, well, thanks again for being on. Really appreciate it. Uh, you'll probably be one of our reoccurring guests just so you know we have guests that we like to have on frequently because we like talking to them so hopefully we can do this again in the near future hopefully yeah. we'll do it in our podcast studio in may we'll see looking forward to it all right thank sounds you. good thank you bye